Before we start this episode, we'd like to thank a few people who helped bring this podcast together. We'd like to thank Haley Rose for the introduction, Chongo for letting us use his song Hat of Serenity from his album Hat Shop. You can find it on his Bandcamp. And finally, Ross for creating the art for the podcast. Thank you so much. Hello. You're listening to Mock Footage. These two pals really like movies, but one of them hasn't seen very many, okay? Our hosts won't be using any nasty language, so you can share this with your grandma. And they will be discussing major plot details, so here's your dang spoiler warning. Hello, everyone. It's good to have you back here. My name is Joe Langlois, and this week we are discussing Back to the Future. I'm Ray Giroso, and I've never seen this film. With that in mind, as always, Ray, could you please, to the best of your ability, give us a brief plot summary of what happens in this wonderful classic film? Alright, so, Back to the Future is a science fiction comedy film set in present-day 1996. Uh, the protagonist is Marty McFly, mm-hmm. and he's a total nerd and isn't liked at school. Uh, he's bullied by the quarterback, Butch Raddington, and his football jock posse. And Marty's family is supportive of him, but all he does is read science books. Uh, he has low self-esteem and science, and that's all he's got going for him. Okay. Uh, On the way home from school one day, he sees some weird lights coming from an office building, and he investigates where he meets Doc Brown, a a scientist, not a doctor. His name is Doc Brown. (laughs) Oh, okay. His his God-given name is Doc. His God-given Christian name is Doc Brown. Okay. And Marty learns about Mr. Brown's attempt to realize time travel. And so we have a montage about boring science stuff, because the film is really about the personal journey, uh, which is interlaced with the fantastic and science fiction. Wait, so is there, like, a a lecture in the movie about the theory of time travel? Absolutely. And we don't hear any of the audio. It's just a lot of gesticulation from Mr. Brown. Okay. Because they couldn't give away the secret. Right. Like, Hollywood would never divulge its secrets about time travel. Okay. Anyway, uh, so the, the, the whole conflict of the film is that they get stuck in the past and they have to find a way to fix the parts of the DeLorean which they use to go to the past so they can get back to the future. And somebody says the title at least once. Yeah. Um, Do you remember so, who? Um, oh, Marty. No, <laughs> it's not Marty's mom. She wouldn't know about that. It's probably Doc Brown, actually. What's Marty's mom's name? Um, Mary McFly. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a few things that I know to be true about this film. There's a DeLorean. It's called yes. The DeLorean by right. many people. Uh, Doc Brown has three rules of time travel. <laughs> okay. One, you can't go to the future past your own time. That okay. just messes everything up. Two, right. don't change your future. Okay. Three, always use a DeLorean because it, you will all you will never be conspicuous. It's always in style. No one will ever question it. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure Marty almost makes up with his past mom at some point. Uh-huh. Uh, Marty McFly is played by Michael J. Fox. That's true. 
And there's a point where Marty sings a song and influences a band to make that song because it doesn't exist. And it's during his mom's prom or something where yeah. they're flirting. And it's uh, Pour Some Sugar On Me by Def Leppard. Yes. Okay. I yeah, remember all it, of this. Yeah, it's before the band got popular and they're uh, like, wow, we really like that. Can can we? And they just took it. They didn't ask for permission. Okay. And uh, yeah, do you have any questions for me? That is the, the a very brief plot synopsis of Back to the Future. So the plot is that, so I'm understanding this correctly, Marty's like a nerd that doesn't have any friends. And then he meets a man because there were lights in the building. And then they go back in the past on accident. And then they get stuck there. And wow, then, this sounds really strange, huh? And then, not as strange as you might think. Um, and then, while they're in the past, Marty almost makes out with his mom. And also... Uh, is responsible for the creation of Pour Some Sugar on Me by Def Leppard. Yes. And then they do get back to the future. You know, I don't think it's never clear. Oh, oh, you, okay. It doesn't, yeah. So it's, it ends on a cliffhanger, which I we think resolve it, in Back to the Future 2. Yes. Okay. Which is Back to the Future, Back to the Future. Right. Uh, okay. Now, what I... Yeah, so <laughs> um, Marty's mom is a character in the past, and they have an interaction, according to you. Like, they they uh, meet and almost make out, and it's uncomfortable. Yes. Um, what about Marty's dad? Is, He's is not in he the around? picture. He's not in the picture. He's not... What? Wait. Okay. Theory time. What if Marty is his own dad? Okay. Nope. That's weird. Nope. We're not going there. What about anyone else? Are there any other characters? Like, does I? I kind of feel like I remember have Marty having some other friends or a family or something. Like, he has it... so, wait, a younger what about... sister. Okay. Named Susie. Uh huh. She has blonde hair curls and a pink bow and also overalls i'm making her up i don't know i if he has a sister this is what i'm imagining okay now you mentioned that like he has a bully in the present time does that like just cease to matter when they go into the past no i think he's bullied by the quarterback's dad in oh. the past timeline okay Okay. Or, okay, wait. No, I'm wrong. Marty instigates an event which causes Butch's father to become angsty and angry and hate life, which leads to a dark path to Butch Raddington being a bully. Okay, so when Marty goes back into the past. It's Marty's he fault he gets bullied. Shows his own doom, his own bully. Right. Okay. Right, but it only makes him stronger in the end because he stands up to I don't know, if they don't make it back to the present, how can he stand up to Butch, you know? Okay. That's solved in two, I guess. I guess. Um I yeah. Uh, sure. What about Doc Brown? Tell me more about this 
this man, this Mr. Brown. Yeah, so Doc Brown is a very eccentric man. He always has a white lab coat. He almost won the Nobel Peace Prize for time travel, but it was stolen from him by somebody else. Okay. Um, so wait, is he? Is there something insidious going on here where he's going? He meant to go back in time and did it to rewrite history so that he would win the prize. It's never really clear because it's never in the forefront of the plot. It's more about Marty, but you do see him doing some shady stuff in the background. Okay. But it's okay. never addressed in the film. Uh, By shady, I mean he pulls out a gun and shoots a man. Okay. Um, is there... I don't like... How much of the movie is gunfighting, would you say? Absolutely zero. Aside okay. from the background scene where Doc Brown kills a man. Okay. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> <laughs> We're in for some surprises, right? Yeah. I think we're in for some real treats coming up here in just I a think, moment. I think I did well. I think you did great. I'm real excited um, <laughs> to see where we go on this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't even know what else to say. I do really love... Um, the, the the DeLorean always being in style and never being conspicuous. I think that's a really important plot point mm-hmm. that, you know, I, I don't remember it being explicitly stated in the films, but, uh, Oh, yeah, it's in like the it, third one. Like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Marty's like, so why is it the DeLorean? Yeah. But it's very clear throughout all, throughout yeah. the first one, like it's no one ever the mentions philosophy. the DeLorean ever because it's just a car. Right. Exactly. All right, then I guess before we get into the watching, I do want to ask you one more thing. What one, like, real classic line sticks out to you most from this movie? Like, what which one do you think is most memorable out of this this film? Wait, classic what? Like, a line. Like, what? Like, oh, classic like, line. Yeah, like... Um, okay, um, hold on, let me think for a second. Oh, uh... Gee, I don't know, Doc. Going into the ba- past can be a real stuff of it. That's the line. That's it's a really good line because because my Michael J. Fox improvised it, and you can tell it's very bad. Okay. But they kept it in. They kept it in because you know everyone was just having a silly day that day. And... Can you repeat the line? <laughs> no, because it's a bad line. the The actual line is. I like, it's an ex- exclamation by Doc Brown, and I don't know what it is. That's uh-huh. the problem. Yeah, it's I'd like, really love for you to tell me what it is. It's like, b- b- by, like, it's like, by Jove, he's done it, but I've done it, <laughs> and I don't know. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that is the one that he says. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, folks, I think we're going to head over and take a quick popcorn break um, <laughs> before we start watching the movie. I think what we're going to do here is first we're going to tell you about a couple of the other podcasts on the network on Lunar Light Studio. The first one that I'd like to talk about today is called Artificial Ghost Radio. Have you have you heard of this, Ray? I, I have heard of AGR. 
It uh it features Miles and Mars, mm-hmm. and they they talk about um they bring some music each week and they talk about some music that they like and yeah. it's very good and wholesome. Yeah, it's a real great place to go um, if you have been feeling like stuck in a music loop and you want to kind of open some doors. They talk about music in a really accessible way, um, but that is very interesting and they're very funny. Uh, It's very good. And it comes out every Saturday on Lunar Night. Uh, Mm -hmm. So it's just another one of those weekly, weekly podcasts that you love so much. Hey, you want to hear about another weekly podcast that you (laughs) love so much? I would love to. It's called The Cryptid Keeper. Have you heard of that one, Joe? I've heard of it and listened to it as well. It's for when you're feeling stuck in that <laughs> cryptid loop. Cryptid you know, loop. Like, oh, I only talk about Bigfoot and like mummies Nessie or something. Loch Ness monster. Like no one talks about the real stuff, like the Snallygaster. But no, no one, one talks th- about Taily Poe. And that's no why you one, gotta go to Cryptid Keeper. No so one can... talks about the Fresno Nightcrawler. Yeah. Except for Addison and Alex of they the do. Cryptid Keeper. Mm-hmm. Very uh, informative. Well researched. Very entertaining. Well researched. I wonder what that's like. Hmm. Hmm. Well. Time anyway. to watch a movie. <laughs> anyway, Cryptid Keeper comes out every Sunday on Lunar Light Studio. Yeah. Hi, this is Haley Rose. And this is Lily Blue. And we are the, the Good, Good Boys, Boys Girls. Hi, I love you. Hi, I love you. Hey, do you like to listen to the McElroy Brothers? You bet I do. Do you like to listen to the McElroy Brothers? Not only do I like to listen to them, but I like to watch them as well. <gasps> so do I. And if you're a fan of the McElroy family of products, well then, boy howdy, do we have the podcast for you. What's it called? It's called The Good Boys Girls. The Good Boys Girls. The Good Boys Girls. The Good Boys Girls. That's us. We're the Good Boys Girls. We're making this podcast where we two girlfriends talk about the McElroy brothers and their wonderful wives and families and everything and their content and it's really great and we gush and we critically analyze it's come on come on dad you know you want to come it's really fun and meanwhile we're very cute and adorable and we have a good time together we certainly do we certainly do where can we find this podcast? Oh, you know what? I think it might just be on LunarLightStudio.com every other Friday. Every other Friday? Every other Friday. Wow. See you there. Welcome back to the future, Ray. How was your time in the past? It was It was okay. I saw, I saw my parents. Uh-huh. Uh, like I, I thought I would. Did you make out with them? I definitely had lip connection uh-huh. at some point with one or both of them. Yes. Um, That's what I want to know. Definitely one or both of them. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. and. It's one or the other. Right. Well, uh, to kind of start us off here i figured i'd run through what we just witnessed which was Uh back to the future Uh uh-huh and in this film marty mcfly uh is friends with dr emmett brown this friendship is never explained uh also he has a girlfriend and two siblings and his dad is 
kind of a lamer and is bullied by a man named Biff. A man named Biff <laughs> bullies uh-huh. his dad. Uh-huh. And then through hijinks, um, Doc Brown is about to travel to the future, but then he is shot and killed to death by Libyan terrorists. With guns. Who, with guns. And then, in an attempt to escape the Libyan terrorists, Marty inadvertently sends himself back in time by 30 years. And then he's back in high school when his parents were in high school and when they were supposed to meet. And then he accidentally makes his mom start to fall in love with him, which is real gross. And Uh then he has a week... Oh, and also he doesn't have any plutonium to get back. So he has a week to meet Doc Brown, convince him that he knows about time travel and that it's real and that they were friends in the future, and then devise a way to get back to the to back to the future, uh, which yeah. involves driving through town at a specific point when they knew lightning would strike a clock tower, and also on the side make his parents fall in love and in, instead of instead of her being in love with him her son um and then they do all of that against all odds somehow <laughs> and, they do it <laughs> and uh and it all works out and also marty wrote a letter to doc to let him know he's gonna get shot so when he comes back he is wearing a bulletproof vest and then when he gets back because of things that he had changed, uh, his life is better. Uh, his parents are, like, happy, and uh, Biff is now subservient to George, and everyone's just, like, got a better life, except for Biff, who's got, really got the short end of the stick, which is kind of fine, because he, he was a real big turd for uh, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the whole movie. Also, they set up for part two. They did very clearly set up for the sequel at the end of the movie. Now, Ray, what happened? Uh, like, I can't think of anything that you said that didn't line up with exactly what happened in the movie. Um, I, okay, hold on. I thought I would be pretty way off with a lot of things, as mm-hmm. you would think I would be. I feel like you were trying to be kind of out there, especially when you said Doc Brown kills a man, kills a background character with a gun. Uh-huh. And then, like, so very close, Doc Brown did get killed by a background character with a gun. <laughs> out of all the things, I didn't expect that one to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. I- at all close to the truth i i lost it in the movie when libyan terrorists mm-hmm. came to kill doc brown with guns mm-hmm. and there was and they just shot him to death they did do that and then tried to kill marty and he they had a chase scene and it was a lot to take in yeah there were a lot of guns very like in a short amount of time in the movie because even I... after marty gets back to the past then a farmer tries to kill him with a shotgun oh my god this I, my heart told me that there wouldn't be guns in this mm-hmm. movie and my heart was wrong yeah. and i don't know if that's good or bad yeah 
you were like, no way, this movie's not about guns. No guns in this movie. There were a lot of guns in this movie. This is a family-friendly movie as they begin to swear and shoot people with Mm -hmm. guns. It's family-friendly swearing. Come on. Is it? Yes. Come on now. I guess I don't know what a family is or what friendliness (laughs) is. There, I mean, it's not it's not as family friendly as the swearing on this show when we say things like cuss and heck, uh, cuss it, darn, darn. I don't know if I like this movie. Whoa, okay, right off the bat with that. Yeah, we got That's to wrong. the end, and I think it was a fun adventure. Yeah. It, and the acting was was pretty pretty superb actually I, yeah. I enjoyed a lot of the characters i honestly didn't expect the plot to actually revolve around marty trying to get his parents together mm-hmm. and that's like that's been a tried and true trope for a while for past timeline plots mm-hmm. but i feel like this was the first time somebody tried to do it and it worked very well uh, because I like the character dynamics, I really liked how eccentric young George was. Mm-hmm. I was really uncomfortable with how into it his mom was. Uh huh. But aside from that, uh, there are a lot of small details. Well, I guess they weren't small details. the The band at the 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 quote unquote homecoming party dance that I called. Uh-huh. Uh, love them. Big fan of their suits. Yeah. What else? Oh, so in terms of this, the overall movie, this movie has been, is considered a classic. Yes? Yes. I can see why. I don't know if it holds up to the test of time. Wow. I think it does, but I don't think it holds up to me. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's the I, scope that I matters. don't know. I I like it, but there's something telling me I don't like it as much as I should. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Honestly, that's how I felt at the very end of it. Yeah, it's, it was at the very end where I felt it. Yeah, throughout the movie, I was like, God, this is good. This is this is good. And there are things that stick out that are gross. Biff and... What's her name? Lorraine? Lorraine. In the car? Very uncomfortable. Didn't like that. Well, okay, but, I, I mean, I mean, gross in like that the the movie has a bad idea about the way that people are and and th- the way that things should be. Mm. Like that was set up as very clearly B- Biff is being a villain right now. Well, yes. Um, but I think that like, like um, Jennifer, I literally can't remember her name because Jennifer she's not a character. Parker, the girlfriend. Probably. The girlfriend is just something that Marty wants throughout the movie. It's part of the reason he wants to go home. Mm-hmm. Um, and not at all important. To... She's nice. She's nice. She's she's honestly great, but she's like yeah. not in the movie at all. Right. And I mean, if, I, if, I, if memory serves, she's a bigger part in in the second one well it seems like she's gonna be so yeah but i i don't remember um and it doesn't matter because in this movie she's relegated she's to, to side background yeah fridge yeah yeah she's yeah. just a motivation for marty and marty's kind of he like he's not he's kind he's kind of not a great guy all the time 
which is uh, a little frustrating. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, I can agree with that. I did enjoy Michael J. Fox's performance, though. Yes. I don't know if I like Doc Brown. Whoa! Really? Yeah. It's I love weird. him. He's so eccentric, but, like, it was very performative, and, like, I when when he had quiet moments, I really enjoyed him, but when he's mm-hmm. being all theatrical and out there, I didn't yeah. like it as much. There is one, there is one scene that does always come to mind uh, toward the end when he's, like, in the bell tower and you see the bell get struck and he's like, it's like come on come on dude it's all right i really enjoyed the small details that like time changed or were foreshadowing yeah uh i think they did that very well without being extra in your face about it Mm -hmm. and if you miss it you don't miss any of the major plot details i think yeah so that i like that i really liked how one thing that continues to stand up for me is how this movie really does not care about the details. Like, it cares about the details, but not the, um... It doesn't need to explain itself. It knows it's silly. Yeah. Like, it, like yes, it's the flux capacitor, and, like, his drawing of it is just, like, a little doodle of a little three-armed thing with uh-huh. a half equation on the side. It's like, oh, yeah, that's your that's your time travel equation mm-hmm. um well it's because they figured it out and they want didn't want people replicating it right exactly <laughs> they don't they knew how to do actually to do time travel right no, you I, can't fake time travel without knowing how to real time travel there are things that like changed because marty went back and then there are things that were only true that they were already true before marty did time travel mm-hmm. and this is not going to be a thing where we talk about, we're not going to do theory crafting or anything, because that's that's the whole reason I like this movie, is because like, they're like, oh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun mix. Like, whatever. Like, yeah. we don't, it doesn't have to be explained. It doesn't have to make sense. You get it. Okay? Okay. Joe. Hmm. What? I want to talk about the things I got right and wrong. Yeah, let's get into it. You, uh, Marty had a sister who wore pink so that you knew she was a girl. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yep, I, d- I, f- I honestly forgot I said that. I didn't... You did say, okay, so here's something that I think is fun. Is you said that Marty was like a nerd with no friends. Uh-huh. And was constantly bullied by a big man named Butch. <laughs> and, and also that his dad wasn't in the picture. Just like wasn't part of the story at all. <laughs> Which is awesome because in the real movie... Uh, that storyline just goes to his dad, so it's just like you kind of just pull that out. It's like tease it and put it on the Marty instead. Yeah, I. That's weird how that worked out. I'm a little creeped out by the fact mm-hmm. that I kind of got that right. But also, Marty's best friend is an old man, so I mean, maybe he doesn't have friends. Maybe, maybe he doesn't care about his friends. Maybe he he wants to live his best life. Mm-hmm. Although it is implied by his very strict. Hall monitor teacher man. Yes, Mr. that he's a loser. Yeah, that guy didn't. A lot of people do, especially in the beginning of the movie. A lot of people do a lot of yelling that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like, like 
when uh, him and Jennifer are about to kiss, and the lady comes up and shakes the can of er, the can of coins in their face, like donate to save the clock tower, and it's like no human being would ever do that. That is not how you garnish or garner donations. <laughs> I would do that if I was cosplaying that woman. <laughs> Which yeah, we'll sure. talk about it later on whether or not I'm going to cosplay any characters from this movie. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the beginning of the movie and how I kept comparing it to The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, why? <laughs> because as soon as soon as he landed in 1955, you were like, "There's a scarecrow. We're in Kansas. There's lions from the Lion and Estates. Obviously, this is Wizard of Oz, and obviously the DeLorean is the Tin Man. Yeah, the DeLorean is the Tin Man. Thank you. And also, there was a dog, and the dog mm-hmm. disappeared at the end of the movie. I that's something. I'm upset about He was in the car, right? Was he? Yes. I missed him. It's because I don't care enough. I'm sorry, Einstein. Doc Brown was the wizard. Yep, yep. Um, Marty was Dorothy. Uh, George was the the witch. Uh, Lorraine was the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah. 100%. No, but it was just... Biff was the Wicked Witch of the East. Yes. Oh, it was just interesting to me that it was a get home storyline and there were just weird parallels. I don't know if it was on purpose or not. Mm-hmm. Probably not. but Probably not. But it when you said it, I was like, well, there are a lot of parallels here. That's interesting. Uh, but what else did I get right and wrong that were significant enough for um, us? I mean, you did say that he kissed his mom. Yep. And that did do happen. Mm-hmm. And it felt like kissing her brother. Now... You also said that um, that he performed "Pour Some Sugar on Me" by Def Leppard, <laughs> which came. It was so close to being right, but it did not ever happen. There was the Van Halen scene. Which is there was the Van Halen scene. I'll, I'll give you partial credit for that. Thanks. I didn't know there was an actual music scene. Mm-hmm. Um, soundtrack for this movie was kind of on point. Also, yeah, yeah, the scoring uh, was really excellent. Had some really, really great songs, like uh, The Power of Love. That's the power of love! That's the Back to the Future song. Now you know. And now now I know. The Power of Love is getting back to the future. I don't know, man. Ray, you ru- like you got me reeling from the start here. I, I'm just trying to figure out what you didn't like about the movie. <laughs> I, I, I think it's just... I like the movie. I think it's just aged in a way that you ever get that feeling where something's just not right and it's it's unsettling and you can never figure it out oh man i do and i get what you're saying i just can't understand it which i guess is the the point of this 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 podcast so here we are folks the first great disappointment um yeah disappointment for me for me okay um and I do want to say that you also were very confident that Doc's great catchphrase was, oh, no. by Jove, he's got it. And there were so many you could have gone with, but that was not one of them. There was Great Scott. I think that's the one you were, you were closest to. Uh-huh. I want you to know that I'm writhing in my chair right now. <laughs> And how how bad that was. 
I'm pretty sure... Oh, here's another Wizard of Oz reference. At some point I said, I'm literally melting because Doc Brown said, Great Scott, and I realized my grave mistake. (laughs) I want to know who your favorite character is, Joe. Mine was George. I really like George. Baby George is a good answer, but I think my favorite character is Doc Brown. Interesting. Doc Brown is... He reminds me of my friend Peter, and I and I love him. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay, I can see that. All right. Huh? 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 What? Who do you think gave the best performance? Which which character did you believe the most? Ah, that's such a hard question for this one. It's really tough. Like the performances were all pretty even throughout. Yeah. And I guess like, in ter- terms of. I guess Doc Brown, even though it, I didn't like no, it. No, that can't be your answer. You you said specifically you didn't like his performance. I know. But was it the best performance? I, it might be Marty. Marty or I Lorraine or George. I think it might George. be Marty. I really like Marty's reactions to a lot of the intense drama scenes. Yeah. Marty, I really like Lorraine specifically for the uh, contrast between how she is in the normal timeline before marty goes back to the future back to the past mm-hmm. like how like depressed she is uh-huh and like just heartbreakingly normal <laughs> um and then how like young and happy and alive she is in 1955 yeah and then that carries through yeah once he returns to the future. Yeah. I I really liked... I don't know if it... I really liked that he got a better life. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I would like that if it was another movie. Yeah. Yeah. It. I think it... I think that part works. It's a little sketchy because, like, you... you you're, so what you're doing is you're asking the split timeline question. Does that mean that old family did just... Dis, like, kids just disappeared... And like, Marty whatever. is now in new timeline. Yeah. Um. And also, it it's like, wait. So is George the bully now? Like, I don't know that I like that either. Um, right. But I mean, it's certainly better than Biff being the bully. Yeah, Biff. Biff was a good antagonist. I think he. <sighs> I can't think of anything else. Uh, I mean, we did record that first bit a couple of days ago, and we got like this is our. Probably our our only time travel episode of mock footage because we got messed up and we couldn't we couldn't finish the recording last time. I have something. Okay. Uh, I talked about Doc Brown's three rules of time travel, and I oh, want to see if they hold did. up. <laughs> oh, you did. Oh, what were they, Ray? Uh, one, you can't go to the future past your own time. That is okay. false. <laughs> yeah, no, his it was like he was like right away. He's like, I want to go to the future. Uh, <laughs> two, don't change your future. That one's true, it's, but we didn't yeah, stick he, to it. Yeah, he, he wanted to... He, yeah. <laughs> yes. Three, always use a DeLorean because you will never be conspicuous. False. Close. Close. The he said might opposite. as well do it in style. I figure, like, if you put that under the umbrella of aesthetics, then, yeah. All right. I'll I definitely guess. give you credit for that one. All right. Because, thanks. because Ray, because there was a scene explaining why 
you, he used, used the, the DeLorean. DeLorean, and his answer was because of its looks. So that's partial that's credit close to enough. Me. Like, <laughs> that's pretty close to nailing it. All right, thanks. Uh, there was no boring science montage. Yeah, there was no boring science montage. I don't think okay. you ever believed that was a real part of the movie. I really did. It was in my original plot. I there was very little happen. science in this movie. I know, I'm kind of, I'm not surprised at that, but that's how I expected them to, to get past it, instead mm-hmm. of just doing silly science jargon, which also worked. I'm still, like, struggling on whether or not I like, well, I like the movie. Yeah. I guess it's time for you to ask me some questions. Yeah. I, I think I really only have... Well, okay. Give me three three uh, solid points of what what did you like about this movie. I like the soundtrack. Okay. I like the, 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 the characters, especially George, Lorraine, and Marty. Okay. Um, what is the third thing? Oof. Wait, I have it. I have one. Give me a sec. Oh, I I like how things in the first half came back in the second half. And by that I mean Marty going around on a skateboard yeah. on the cars in the first part. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Oh. Why is this happening? And That fight uses, scene was so cool. He uses that skill in a very cool chase fight scene to get yeah. away from... Uh, Biff. Biff and the boys. <laughs> and his, and his jock posse! <laughs> oh my god, can I talk for like a moment about the jock with the 3D glasses? Yes, and, and how on point he was the whole style. time. His style? Oof. That, that, that holds up. I, I would wear that, that today. That's that that 60 up. years. That's supposed to be 60, 64 years ago. <laughs> oh, I know why I hated this movie. Why? Marty at the end was like, I'm not wearing that zoot suit back to the present. Yeah, and I'm what like, the heck? I'm gonna take my time to change. Ugh. And I'm like, how dare you? You will yeah. wear that zoot suit until the day you die. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, right. Outside of the zoot suit conversation, give me three solid points of things that you disliked about this movie. Doc Brown. Oof. I know. It's no, weird. Just go through it. Okay. Some of the scenes felt rushed and just brushed off. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in the first half of the movie where they were trying to set things up and we just kept going from scene to scene to scene. Yeah. And the third thing... I don't know. Maybe maybe it isn't the good court. Oh, no. Well, no, I don't know. <laughs> it's okay if you only have two. I, I'm trying to think if there's actually a third thing that I disliked a lot. I mean, you might have just really disliked Doc Brown. Right, and the scene, like, this, the pacing in the first half yeah, wasn't that great. That that was kind of fixed with the second half, where I really enjoyed past adventures with Dad and Mom. Yeah. That was fun. I guess it's just two. So I guess this one wins. Well, that's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> The final question that I have to ask you is, Ray, would you recommend this film to somebody who has never seen it before? Somebody like you who would be seeing it for the first time? Yes, I would. Whoa. 
um, before we watched the movie, I was kind of in a, uh, a bad mood, and then we watched a fun little time adventure, and I'm, I'm in a much better mood. So, yeah. All right. Don't like the movie, but would recommend watching it. I, you're putting words in, <laughs> I'm putting words in my mouth. I'm just hurt, right? I'm just wounded. But you're right, though, is the thing. I'm getting defensive because all of your criticisms are very valid. But we're both right, <laughs> is the thing. I can still like parts of it and dislike some parts. Yes. And you're looking at it through a lens of nostalgia. Big time. And you're Big saying, time how dare you dislike things? How dare you? <laughs> Which usually the f- script is flipped for us. Yeah, I know. It feels weird being in this corner, but... That's, now you know how I feel a lot. the way the cookie crumbles. Ray, what movie are we going to be talking about next week? Uh, next week we're going to be talking about Mad Max Fury Road. What? When did that come out? Uh, absolutely came out in 2016. Okay, I buy it. Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, say hi to us. You can reach out to us on Twitter at MockFootage, or you can send us an email and tell us why I'm wrong about Doc Brown. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, why... if you could give me any evidence as to why Ray should like Doc Brown, I would really appreciate it personally. I, I don't have a good answer. Maybe I'm just not thinking about it in the right way. So let us know. Doc Brown, <laughs> yes or no? Uh, anyway, you can also leave us a review on iTunes or Pinecast, and we will talk about it on the show, because we care about you. Uh, And if you like the show, tell your friends, because we can only grow by word of mouth, because we don't advertise, because that's not our podcast. Because we don't have any money. We're not advertising. Uh... And if you liked our podcast, if you liked this episode, go check out any of the other amazing shows that are part of our podcast family on Lunar Light Studio. All right. Yeah, do that. And thank you all for listening to Mock Footage. Ray, thanks for watching this movie with me. And Ray, let's let's find a good line from the movie that we can sign off with. What do you, what do you right. think we should go with this this time? All right. Um, Mayor Goldie? Wilson? You don't remember the guy's name. Uh, His acting was pretty good. I liked it. Yeah. You don't want to do a Doc Brown line? You want to do like, Great Scott! Oh, I... Or, 1.21 gigawatts! Dang. uh, Dang, dang. uh, I'm Darth Vader. From the planet... (laughs) From the planet Vulcan. Vulcan. Ray... Uh, Ray, I'm your density. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, no, that's that's that one. That was a very... I was losing it. (laughs) Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.